I like to sell pencils. I, I love to sell t-shirts and caps, but but I love to see those pencils coming off that shape shaper line, the grooving line, the painting line, the printing line. And so that would be that would be my goal. Hello and welcome to episode 106 of the Erasable Podcast. I'm Johnny Gamber and I'm joined by my co-host from the left coast, Andy Welfley. How's it going tonight, Andy? It's pretty great. How are you? Fantastic. So y'all might have noticed the recent social media presence of Musgrave, the 102-year-old pencil company located in Pencil City, Tennessee. We are very happy that later on we're going to be joined by Henry Hewlin, the former president and grandson of its founder, who you've probably seen on news segments and TV before. Today, we are sponsored by Indefensive Paper, making high-quality notebooks sourced and manufactured in the U.S. Visit indefensivepaper.com slash erasable to check them out and use coupon code erasable to save $5 off your purchase. And we're going to talk more about those notebooks a little later. And before we satellite in with Radio Free Shelbyville and Musgrave, let's jump in with our usual segments. Do you want to go first for Tools of the Trade, Andy? Yeah. Um Wow, so it's been busy. I haven't really. Um, we finished uh, season one of um, uh, Man in the High Castle, and we. Ooh, I think, nice. Yeah, I think last time we talked about how we started the new season of um, Girls and Corfu, which I think you'll talk about in a little bit. But um, just started reading a novel that was I can't even remember where I saw it, but I was thinking a lot about sort of like, you know, Nazi rule and fascism in America for for reasons for reasons. Um, and somebody recommended this, <laughs> this 1935 novel by Sinclair Lewis, who was like a political and like social satirist. Um, it's called, it can't happen here. Um, and it's just about this fictional, uh, president who rose to power in like 1930s U S and, uh, eventually I guess it sort of like turns into a, um, fascist state. And, um, it's written, it's written very like 19, like early 1930s kind of, kind of like comedy of manners, but it's, uh, it's still really good. Um, yeah, I just, just started it last night. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to kind of like seeing where it goes and seeing how relevant it is to modern day. How about you? Oh, and I am also, uh, writing with, uh, a custom pencil that was made for Adobe design. We had a big, um, design summit and it was made by Musgrave, um, which is, which is fun. Um, and then also I'm writing in my indefensive paper notebook, which we will talk about in a little bit. So I don't want to go much into detail about that. How about you? So um, we are on the Durrells in Corfu, and we rewatched season one and season two. Hmm. And we started season three yesterday. But I just found out that if you have a PBS passport, you can watch all of season three right now, even though it's not out yet. Oh, really? Yeah, there goes my week. Oh, I totally have episodes. a... Yeah, I totally have a passport account and they did the same thing with uh poldark which is next to my list uh, like oh this is awesome <laughs> so, yeah so um also usually we'll watch a program like that in the evening and then frankie will turn out to have been asleep through half of it and i'm not ready to go to bed yet and i don't feel like reading some nights so i'll put on father brown that's on um netflix hmm. it's about a catholic priest um in the in the 50s who um, helps solve crimes. Oh, cool. And it's played by, um, what's his name, Mark? Is his name Mark Williams, the guy who played um, Mr. Weasley in the Harry Potter movies? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I enjoy him very much. Did you ever so, watch? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a cute show. Did you ever watch the Father Dowling Mysteries? No. That was good. I wonder I used, if that used anyone to be, screens them. Yeah, that used to be on, um, I think it was on Masterpiece on PBS, and my grandmother watched them, and I would sometimes watch them with her. They looked cool. Yeah. So um, we've also been watching the Treehouse of Horror yeah. in um, sort of order. Because my kids like Halloween. They like The Simpsons. Where can so I go on. watch all of just all of those in a row? Netflix? Um, you just go on to – we have the um, the FX app on uh, Roku. Okay. Or the FXX, mm. I think. There are a lot of X's in it. Uh-huh. They have the entire series – so if you're ever like, oh, I want to kill 20 minutes and I don't feel like doing anything productive, boom. 
you're all set. They used to have a feature that would play a random episode, but they don't do that anymore. Hmm. So, you know, it's one of those things like I can have anything I want. I'm just going to get the black one. They're like, yeah. oh, my God, I can watch any Simpsons episode. What am I going to do? I let the kids pick. <laughs> so um, and I, I just finished a book called The Last Season, which was about um, a Park Service summer ranger in the um, Kings Canyon and, oh, my goodness, Sequoia National Parks or Sequoia Kings Canyon National Parks, hmm. who went missing in 1996. And um, it was written by a guy who you come to find out later had almost met that ranger one time in the mountains. And um, I think some of the editors that worked on it worked with Sebastian Younger and John Krakauer. So it was, you know, that kind of book. Hmm. Like, if you like Outside Magazine, you'd like that kind of book. My brother lent it to me. It was really good. It was really well written. Yeah. Kind of spooky. It's not like um, Into the Wild where on the cover he tells you about finding a body. Uh-huh. I, I legit didn't know the ending before I went in, but I won't spoil it. But it was a really, really well written book. If you're looking for something sort of autumnal. And uh, yeah, that's hmm. those are my big consumptions. And in honor of our upcoming guests, I'm using a Musgrave Harvest Number no. One in a Field Notes Pitch Black book, which I actually filled up half of today because I was a little behind and stuff. Yeah, I really, really like those new with the the cover that's black and then inside is craft. Those are really nice. Did you um, so, have you ordered your uh, Harvest T-shirt yet? So I'm I'm telling myself since I can't order them all, I'm only gonna order one at a time. So mm. I don't know if I'm gonna get the harvest first or the bugle. Mm. Tough choice. It's a toss. I might just get them get them both. How yeah. about you? Um, I it was for me it was a toss up between the test scoring 100 and the uh, um, series, but I I went with the test scoring 100. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that blue musgrave one is really nice. Yeah, too. that one looks great too. Yeah. I take that. What they should do be really cool they could do the um the harvest that's a blue and red pencil and make that like a dual colored shirt that'd be nutty and really cool (laughs) well you know we'll have an opportunity to ask for that very thing in a little bit yeah excellent (laughs) so you want to jump into fresh points yeah i just have one um and it's not even a pencil fresh point um but it is something i think that maybe you have mentioned on here before um lately i have been blasted by ads from polka pens is it polka paka I mean, I always Polka? said Paka because Paka? of pocket. Yeah. Oh, Paka. That makes sense. Um, Paka pens. P-O-K-K-A. Um, I've just been getting like all... like a band. Yeah. I've been getting all of the ads yeah. for them. And I was like, okay, fine. And I ordered a three-pack. Um, and so I've been I've been using it. Um, I think I think you mentioned this to me before. Uh, it's like kind of a crappy pen, but the it, the form factor is just so nice that like it's okay to overlook that. And yeah. yeah, it's a it's great. I've actually already ruined one by running it through the wash. Um, <laughs> look, luckily, it didn't it didn't ruin you know any clothes that were important. <laughs> but um, it I, I find myself playing with a lot because instead of like a screw top, it has that little like snap into place, that little rubber band that yeah. I just like <laughs> sit here and just snap it in. Did you hear that? Yeah. yeah, they sell refills now. If it was oh. only a refill that got ruined in the wash, <laughs> right? And they have blue. Ooh, ooh, that's good to know. Um, I had, uh, yeah, I and the day and the day after I ordered these is when they announced the right in the rain ones with the pressurized uh, barrels. That is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm. They, they're every time I turn around, they have something cool and new. Yeah. So I might get one of those. I I like them. Um, like you said, yeah, not. Not a great pen in quality. I, I wonder if I can like modify a like Bit Crystal uh, refill to go in here. That'd be awesome. But um, I also really like the sort of like molded plastic body, and I think we should. I think they should make a pencil. Yep, Pocket that would pen, be awesome. Pocket pencils, they're, and they're surprisingly durable for how yeah. light they are. The plastic wall is pretty thick. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. fantastic. Um, and that is that is all my fresh points. How about you, Jenny? So I, mean, my, I don't think any of my fresh points are pencil related either. Um, I went to the International Edgar Allan Poe Festival. How this was weekend. that? It was actually really awesome. It was the first time they've ever done it. They did it in Baltimore across from the Poe House. They had um, a beer garden staffed by Raven Beer. We have five different Edgar Allan Poe the- uh, themed beers in Baltimore. 
So that was nice. And they had music, reenactors. They had a wooden coffin you could get your picture taken in, which I didn't <laughs> do, but I wish I had. Um, there were some like auxiliary events. They had a, a ball on the Raven, which is a ship in the harbor. They had uh, restagings of the funeral, stuff like that. But did, um, I didn't did they have know like that a, I wasn't going to have kids. Did they but, have like a beating heart somewhere? No, they, they had a suit and um, coffin handmade for it. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really That's neat. Cool. And they yeah. did a, um, a death tour of his last days in Baltimore. Hmm. So it was really cool. Um, if you like Edgar Allan Poe or Baltimore yeah. or creepy things. But um, it, apparently it was well attended and it went well. So I assume they'll have it again next year. Maybe write notepads, could write some cool Edgar Allan Poe notebooks. Yeah. That would be neat. Um, and I'm off to Boston next week for a short trip. Which has nothing to do with pencils other than I get to go to Bob Slate. Yeah. Which is awesome. And uh my kids and my parents are going. Yeah. And my my parents like stationery, especially my mom, so I'm excited to take them to Bob Slate. So you can they do. pawn the kids off to your parents and go hang out with Les. That would be awesome. But it's real they, um she lives really far out of Boston. I don't want to drag her in for just like a coffee break. Oh yeah. Although I should check in with her. Maybe she'll be in for something else. And uh, my last fresh point is I was at the Maryland Institute College of Art bookstore this week, and they had those um, Cavallini, the the size is called the mini notebook. They're sort of the size of a right notepad's pocket notebook. Um, and, you know, they come in a three-pack of themes. So I picked up the bug ones because my kids really like to look at bugs on the way to and from school, which is really cool. <laughs> I'm really happy about that. But as a reminder, well, they're really, really nice notebooks. There's a lined one a really tiny graph paper one and a blank one in each pack. They're like, I think they're listed at 12 bucks. Usually you could find them for 10. The paper is pretty good. The binding is very good. Hmm. We've, we've, we've probably talked about them before, but you know, you'll find them in like museum gift shops, places like that. But if you see them and you're like, those are pretty, are they any good? Yeah, they're totally good. Yeah. So speaking of good paper, let's talk about in defensive paper. Yeah. So today's episode is brought to you by Indefensive Paper, a maker of high-quality notebooks sourced and manufactured in the United States. Really excited about this. Have you used yours yet, Johnny? I used it today. Yeah. But yeah, they each each notebook has 200 pages of really high-quality paper with like a really nice kind of satiny finish. Um, it is it is satiny, um, but it still works great for pencil. Um, what did you what did you think of the design, Johnny? So I really really like how minimalist the design is and um i think people use the term overhang for when the cover comes over the pages of a notebook oh, and uh-huh. this book has almost zero overhang yeah which is really interesting even at the top and the bottom yeah um the binding is um is is cool and like i i guess i should try to figure out what the actual name for this is but um the kind of like cardboard covers really just cover the front and the back and the spine is is left uh, kind of exposed as like as an elastic strap that goes over it, so it lays flat really, really well. Um, and of course, each page is, is blank on one side, which is really nice. Um, which which color did you get, Johnny? Um, I think we got the same. I got the slate. <laughs> we did um, with the uh, the blue trim. Yeah, I was hoping that we would uh, For- get different ones, but yeah, we both wanted the same one. <laughs> You know what? I saw them on Instagram a lot, and every time I saw them, I saw this color. Yeah. So then I looked at them. I liked the darker one. I was like, I don't know. When I think of it, I think of that color, so I'm going to get that one. Yeah. Yeah, so the idea for these notebooks came from friends of the owners who recently became new parents, which I can relate to, and were excited to keep memories in a more creative crap scrapbooking style. And they really wanted to make something that would look really good on a bookshelf or a table while you're working on it and when you're finished. You didn't just say crapbooking, did you? Oh, man, I did. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We should leave this in there. I think it's hilarious. So as Andy mentioned, they come in three colors, which are called ember, slate, and granite, and they're offered in an 8x6 size. But um, inside, you have your choice of dot grid or ruled. And the dot grid that I got is perfect dot grid. Oh, yeah. Did you get dot grid also? I I also got dot grid. I felt like it's a little whiter than your (laughs) typical dot grid. (laughs) Notebook twins. Um, I felt like the dot grid is a little whiter than like a Baron Fig Confidant dot grid, which I appreciate. Yeah, the so, spacing is really good. I like it. Yeah. So they've been really kind, um, and they're offering Erasable listeners a $5 discount off of a purchase. So you can just head over to indefensivepaper.com slash erasable to check out the notebooks and use offer code erasable 
when you check out to save that five dollars um, we really encourage you to go at least check out the notebooks and show your support for their notebooks and for our podcast so that's indefensivepaper.com slash erasable to check out their notebooks their story and offer code erasable to save five dollars off your purchase and one thing we didn't mention is their amazing logo, which you just have to see for yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's like a geometric bird. It's really cool. So thank you to Indefensive Paper for supporting the Erasable Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Should we get on with the interview with Shelbyville? Oh, my God. I'm so excited for this. Perfect. Mr. Hewlin, thank you so much for agreeing to be on this podcast. Um, in the nearly five years that we've been doing this, having you on the show specifically has been a big wish list item. So this is like Christmas in October for us. <laughs> um, so, you know, we keep things pretty, pretty informal and conversation like. So even though, you know, we have a list of questions, we can wander around and, and just discuss whatever you want to discuss. So um, before we jump into the questions, can you tell us really quickly what your role at Musgrave is? Well, of course, I started here over 50 years ago, and I have worked in the shop. I have worked in uh, a couple of the departments at the in the fact factory. I, I was I was uh, sort of the bookkeeper, and then I got into sales, and then and then president of the company for about 15 years. And uh, now we have a new president, and and I'm trying to slow down a little bit it's hard to do when you've worked all your life and <laughs> and, and uh, uh I, i'm 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 just do what in sales what's what's the fun stuff now i i can do i can do fun things now and that that's what <laughs> like come on podcasts about like, pencils like working with yeah. the cold and things like that that that's that's I, I get to do more about what i want to do now yeah excellent Thank you. So we should mention Nicole is also on the call, who is the person behind the new social media and online presence that we've all been enjoying from Musgrave so much. Yes. So that's fantastic. So you want to jump into our questions? Yeah, let's do that. Um, So Musgrave has a really long and rich history. You guys have been making pencils since 1916. Can you tell us a little bit about the beginnings of Musgrave as a company? That's a good question because one thing I want to say first is, is uh, a U.S. manufacturer, a U.S. manufacturer making pencils can only start with a wood slate, and you can't say you make a pencil and start with a raw pencil and finish the process. My grandfather, James Rayford Musgrave, saw an opportunity to make and sell pencil slats in the early 1900s. Hmm. He did this without cutting a single tree. Pencil slats had to be cut from a dried wood, and Mr. Musgrave saw this in the cedar rail fences all over Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi, and what happened was he would purchase these cedar rail fences and make a narrow ply slat, and the slat is the wood piece that the pencil process starts from. And he would made these pencil slats and originally sold them to pencil manufacturers, mostly in Europe. And a lot lot of times he would replace uh, the cedar rail fence with a wire fence if the farmer requested. So what happened, we continued cutting pencil slats, uh, but after a while, Mr. Musgrave wanted to make the whole pencil. So he went to Europe and traded pencil slats for pencil machinery. In November of 1923, made the first pencil for Musgrave Pencil Company after selling slats from 1916 on, well, we we made and, and sold slats probably through, almost through the 50s. Oh, wow. What um what kind of cedar did they use for those those fences? Was that like a Eastern red cedar? This, this, yes, it was. This was a what we call a Tennessee red cedar. It was a killed. I, I mean, it, it was already dried because yeah. it was sitting outside all, all the time. And they would bring them in and and make these little narrow ply slats and uh, grade them and and be sure what the uh, uh, water content was in them. So they would make. So they would they wouldn't 
crack or anything when they made pencils. Hmm. Now I really want to get a hold of one of these red cedar pencils <laughs> to look on the internet for that. Let, let me tell you something interesting. Yeah. That, that this is, I, I don't know whether this needs to be out or not, but I found uh, about uh, maybe six or eight burlap bags of Tennessee red cedar slats that came out of a warehouse across the street that is no longer there. And I am going to try to make some pencils out of some Ooh. of them. If we do, oh, amazing. we have uh, the same thing as Jack Daniels has when they make a single barrel, we're going to have a, we're going to have a single barrel pencil. <laughs> and <it's really> <laughs> I, oh man, you should, uh, I was gonna say you should partner with uh, Jack Daniels or somebody for that. Like you got your your single barrel whiskey and your single barrel pencil sets. Right. Yeah. Right. right. That's a good night on the porch. <laughs> that sure is. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so um, your grandfather um, founded Musgrave, and your family's always been involved in Musgrave's history. Um, what are some of the advantages and challenges uh, that you've you've experienced um, to having a family owned company in 2018? Well, I would start out by saying that any family-owned slash operated business has challenges. Mm. The big advantage in doing uh, is is doing what you want to do when you want to do it. You don't have to wait for a board approval, submit a request in writing. You can just talk about it and do it. And I think the big challenge is trying to to uh, do too much yourself and thinking you can handle all aspects of the business yourself, you know, including sales, marketing, accounting, production, purchasing. And, you know, I, I think in the last 10 years, we, we, we've, we have sort of gone outside and selected an advisory council and that has really helped us in those different categories and that's that's you 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 have to have a little bit more diversification yeah. and and come from your inner family mm -hmm. so are there other family members involved in the company my uh, right now my brother is involved in the company uh, i had another brother that has just ha has just gotten out of the company he wanted more time to to do some things for for himself and and uh, I've had a I've had a couple of sons that have worked for us for for a little while but they are, are no longer here so my brother and myself are we we're the two owners right now. Hmm. Excellent. So um, I don't know if they still call us Shelbyville uh, Pencil City, but it used to be called Pencil City USA because of all of the pencil activity in the area. What relationship exists between Musgrave and the local community in Shelbyville? Well, since we started, you know, so long ago, uh, the Musgrave has always been a part and, and participated in our town's relationship between the city and the factory. And my dad gave land a long time ago for a softball, baseball, field and he built a couple of tennis courts for the city to use and they kept them up and 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 used the field they 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 still use the field even today and and we've of course like any family business we've helped with fundraisers we've served on boards we've helped advertise shovel as a great place to grow up the pencil city got its name many years ago when there were several pencil companies and, and as many pencil imprinters that bought pencils from the manufacturers and imprinted them with different people's logos and sayings and all that sort of stuff and, and print all kinds of ads on them. Today, there's only Musgrave and one imprinter. And, and, and we, when we had our, our 100th anniversary in 2016, we had about 500 folks and we had our governor, Bill Haslam, was down here, and we had a good time. We're 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 looking to the next next. The, we're looking forward to the next to the 200th anniversary now. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Who are who are some of the other big pencil companies in Shelbyville, um, and what what happened to them? Well, of course, they are uh, Empire Pencil Co- Company. Oh, was, yeah. Was interesting. Was uh, is a big pencil co- company, and they've been purchased several times, and they're part of the Newell family right now. They were uh, they not, merged with with Barrel at some point, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And then yeah. New, New Rubber made owns and, them. Yeah. yeah. National Pencil Company was here. Uh, uh, not Reliance Pencil Company was a pencil company in Lewisburg. Hmm. But uh, uh, then you've got Shelbyville Pencil Company and Economy Pencil Company were both imprinters. And they're, they're, uh, Shelbyville Pencil Company is still here, but Economy was... Were sold and they they they're they're gone. Right yeah, now. yeah. So uh, speaking of speaking of that, um, I think that we've seen over the last decade and a half a lot of um, companies move their production out of the USA. I think that the most notable example of that is uh, Ticonderoga, which which just was reviewed in Johnny was it the New York Times? Was that where? They, um, they, they talk, no, think, in the Washington Post. Post. The Washington yeah. Post. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, what has, what has let Musgrave stay put, um, and continue, continue producing pencils in America? Uh, well, being a family owned operated business, our family made the decision to stay in Shelbyville. And, and we, you know, right now we've got about 80 employees representing almost that many families. And we, mm. we just, we didn't want to leave Shelbyville and our employees didn't either. So our employees have have made our company. Yeah. So so you, you know why why would you want to move or sell or you know they they they're the ones that have that have kept us here and that's why we're here today. Yeah. And and, and uh you you know the 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 challenges that you that you face are, you know, of course the the first challenge is Asia, slash mm-hmm. China, whatever. You know, they've got inexpensive imports. A uh, long time ago, it's it, it maybe it's not quite as bad now, but they've flooded the market and and uh, uh, material suppliers. A lot have moved to China or. Or some other place in Asia, and mm. and some materials are harder to find. Graphite cores the same way. Uh, pretty interesting story about about a challenge that that I I went to Asia, uh, Vietnam, uh, uh, Taiwan, China, uh, about a year and a half ago. Hmm. And and I was in a small workshop in southern China, and they were printing a camo pencil for the United States Army. That same camo pencil, two months before, I had bid on and hmm. did not get the bid because of our pricing. So here it was being printed. <laughs> At this workshop in in southern China, and I about fell out when I picked up a handful <laughs> of my. Look at here! Look at here! <laughs> it's um, a small so world. That's what. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what. Oh. That's what you're facing sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so, aside from um, you know keeping employees local, what are some of the other advantages of an American-made pencil? Oh. Uh, the 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 uh, the graphite core is uh I mean what we can do we can control everything we can control <laughs> the graphite we control the, the the paint or the lacquer that you put on it we can control the ferrule the eraser the printing the packaging and and uh, all all that all that makes makes our pencil a little 
different, and 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 it and it makes us be in be in control of of what we of what we want to of what we want to make and what the end product yeah. look looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, if a pencil, if it's got a good graphite core core in it, a lot of the rest of it is is cosmetic, but it it certainly makes the pencil, and that's what we yeah. have control of. Oh, that's awesome. I also like, um, yeah. it, it seems like because you have, it seems like you do have tighter control over like what you're making, but also it really seems like your, um, your minimums can be much smaller too. Like if I wanted to completely customize a pencil from somebody, like some company coming from overseas, I would have to order like thousands of them, but it seems like, seems that, like you can handle smaller runs. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can, we, we can handle as few as five grows, which is. 720 pencils. Yeah. Wow. Which, uh, That's pretty good. Which, by yeah, the we're way, we'll talk about this more. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> we want to talk later about that for sure. <laughs> maybe, but maybe off, <laughs> off, uh, off mic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so often when we sharpen a branded pencil that's made in the USA and has a full hex body, we joke that we know that Musgrave made it, um, because the rest of the world seemed to be really in love with like a semi hex shape, right? Um, so when you get those really sharp edges, we're like, oh, this, this is a Musgrave pencil. Um, but really, what, in your opinion, makes a Musgrave pencil a Musgrave pencil? Like, what, what's kind of your, what, what makes it a signature pencil from you guys? <laughs> that, that's, that's, uh, that's the, now you're talking about the good old full hex pencil. Yeah. And, and it, 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 it takes a little longer uh, a little, little bit harder to paint because when you paint a full hex uh, uh, pencil the the those, those hex edges take a little bit more paint than a semi hex so they're mm. a little bit takes a few more coats and and you just have to watch them interesting closely. interesting and cool. yeah, the, the 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 hex surface ha- has a tiny bit more imprint room too so when when we oh, yeah. when we make a pencil and sell them to an imprinter then then i mean it's not a lot but still it, it, instead of a 10 point you might be able to use a 12 point type and and that that's that makes a difference and plus you know to me it feels good in your hand yeah and and uh and it, it, if you're lucky it won't roll away from you at that very time, you might really need it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I um, that's one of the things that I like about the test scoring 100 is like it's it's like has such a sharp hex on the edge, and I guess sometimes when I use it for a long time, it you know hurts my finger a little bit more. But at the same time, like yeah, you can sit it down and that thing does not roll away no matter the angle of what you're sitting it on. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fantastic. And, and, that, and that's and that. That's the the you know the that the wood the wood slat then is is uh it, when it's planed and grooved and, and then the graphite and glue is is laid in those grooved slats uh when 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 you when you shape them out that 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 core just has to be you know right in the center so it'll sharpen correctly you've gotten pencils before when they're sharpened on one side or the other side. And I'm certainly not saying we haven't done that before, but <laughs> that's, that's what you really have to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. So I'm sitting here holding a, um, a full hex harvest number one, which is one of my favorite Musgrave pencils and definitely really good for the fall. So you mentioned that you're holding a test scoring 100. Um, what are your, some of your favorite individual pencils from Musgrave's line? And if there are some that, you don't make anymore. Uh, which ones might you like to see return? Oh, oh. Let's see. We, um, like, okay. In addition, uh, uh, in addition, might might be any one of, of the 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 uh, the twelve hundred Unigraph drawing line of pencils. Hmm. It is is a really fun line too because 
they're about 15 degrees offered in that. And, and uh, that, that would be, that's, that's one of them. Uh, my, my favorite is probably is the Tesco and pencil. Uh, yeah. I like, I also like, I don't know whether you've ever written with a, a 600 news. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. That, that's, those are cool. That, that's, uh, that's got a real soft, you, you can even, a lot of people use it for shading drawings and things like that. And, uh, and, and, you know, now, now we've got, we, we've got, Nicole came up with a variety pack that, that's got 10 popular items in it. It's got, it's got four jumbos. It's got two hex pencils. It's got uh, uh, one round with no eraser, and it's got uh, the 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 Tesco and the 600 news in it. So, so uh, hmm. that that's uh that's a pretty neat that's a pretty neat little variety pack. That's cool. Um, we sorry, go on. We made uh, no. I I I just like you you had asked about something you you'd like to, to see we had two pen pencils that we we can no longer uh find a ferrule for and the ferrule is what holds the, the eraser onto the pencil we had a pencil called the top hat and one called the charger hmm. one was a hex and one was a round and it had a two diameter ferrule on it oh the, wow the <laughs> ferrule fit regular size pencil but the top of the ferrule held a jumbo size eraser. And it was popular. It was popular in school. It was popular for for some reason for music writers. And we we cannot get that ferrule anymore. Uh, so we had to discontinue it. Hmm. I'm looking at a picture of it on the brandnamepencils.com. Uh, it's, it's quite something. Okay. Yeah. I okay. love that. I love the uh, the green eraser and the the red body. That's a really beautiful yeah, combo. Yeah. Another really interesting pencil was the was the indelible core pencil, and, and it is still popular in the tattoo market, where mm-hmm. people will freehand uh, a picture of whatever you want tattooed. Hmm. on whatever part of the body you want and on a piece of wax paper and then they'll wet your skin and then they'll put the that uh, uh, design on your skin and when they pull it off the indelible portion of the of the pencil will leave that design on hmm. your skin and then they can they can freehand the rest of it hmm. pretty interesting yeah <laughs> do you make the cool. do you make the ferrules in in house or do you do you get that from somewhere else? We do else? not. Okay. Yeah, we do. Yes. Yeah. That's always what interests me. Like whenever I see a new pencil, um, I always kind of like look at the ferrule and if there's like some interesting design or if there's like a stripe or something on it, um, it always kind of intrigues me. And I know that it's such a, um, it's, it's such a make or break issue for if you're going to continue to make pencils, right? Like the original Blackwing, um, one of the alleged reasons they stopped was because, you know, they couldn't get a ferrule, like the stamper that made those ferrules were stopped production. Oh, or it broke. Was the clip it broke. inside the ferrule. Right. Oh, yeah. it was the clip. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's yeah right. that tiny little thing. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just fix that. Yeah. Just um, make one. <laughs> Mr. Hewlin, in, in, your, uh, in your opinion, what is the oddest pencil? Um, or just maybe even the most, like the weirdest or oddest pencil that uh, Musgraves made in the past. <laughs> oh gosh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know whether whether you remember seeing 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 a uh, a very small pencil for you to uh, resubscribe to a subscription of either Look or Life or something oh, like yeah. that. It, it was a tiny red. It was point one two five in diameter, huh. very very small. It was three and a half inches long, and it was actually sharpened. And we made millions of those things <laughs> and sent them to a company in Colorado where they stuffed these uh, pencils. They 
for you to renew your subscription in an envelope and just put it in the regular mail. Didn't have to be special or anything because it was so small. And, and that, that was that was a real uh, that that took some some doing. I mean, we 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 had to have a couple of machines made, and and uh, uh, that that was just a different different type and style of pencil. Wow. And are are you still using those machines to make your bridge pencils? Uh, some we are. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yes, I the love bridge those. Pencil just it's just a larger. And the bridge pencil is small, but it's it's larger, so it's it's not as hard to make. Gotcha. Um, okay. I, I'm looking at the um, on the brand name pencils website right now. When I was kind of doing some research for this interview, and I I just realized I've completely fallen in love with the banjo 790, um, <laughs> and it's completely only because of just like the um, the the design on the barrel, the like, you know, there's a banjo and a B and then a banjo and an A and a banjo and an N just all the way up. Um, which actually kind of leads me to wonder, um, do you know much about the, um, like the design process of how you decide, you know, what font to use, what graphics to use when you print it on the barrel? Because Musgrave to me has some of the most interesting ones, um, that I've seen from any pencil still today. Well, you know, I, all of our older pencils, I think, I, I, you know, I, I don't know how we came up with the different fonts and designs and things like that. We would just, uh, uh, I think my mother even helped, helped do some of those way back when. Oh, and, fantastic. And, and, and uh, they, they, they just... They, I don't know. They just happened. I'm a, yeah. Uh, uh, we, we would we would either find a font that we liked, or 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 somebody would would say let's 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 try this, and because we did not we did not have an artist on staff during during all those all those years. Not until we started our designer line of pencils did we have a full time artist on staff. Well, honestly, the way that you've you've done it so far, I think that it's um, I, like I I don't know how to say it without sounding like condescending, but I totally don't mean it this way. I think they're really quirky and cool, so like don't don't lose that. I I, lo- I love that there's like you know like fun cursive fonts and like little glyphs and stuff on it. So that's one of my favorite parts about Musgrave pencils. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Yeah. So, um, if you can answer this question. What is your favorite non-Musgrave pencil or pencils? Uh, pro- probably the Mitsubishi makes a, a pencil that's got a real, really good, soft. It's probably a core between an HB and a, and a, and a B or a 2B or something like that. Hmm. And, and, and they... They used to sell me that core for me to put in one of the high grade pencils that I made, but uh, they they have the Uniball, and another company in the United States was making a Uniball, and they would not allow them to sell me those graphite cores, even <laughs> though nobody in the United States was making them. So <laughs> I couldn't use them anymore. So I think I've got three left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so we were we were super excited uh, when we first noticed. Actually, it, to me, I don't know about you, Johnny, but but for me, it was um, Mike Hagen from Leadfast who first pointed out like the the new logo and some of the rebranding efforts. But um, we were so excited when we saw that Musgrave was starting to maintain a social media presence and put out a new website. And uh, and Nicole, when you reached out and made this interview happen, it's one of the high the high points of our of our podcast. Um, this is a question, I guess, for both of you. Maybe uh, Mr. Hewlin, if you want to talk first, and Nicole, I'd love to hear from you too. Um, uh, what made such a historic company suddenly decide to change the level and method of how it's engaging with customers? That's good, and and we we can start by saying uh, two years ago. We, we had a board change, elected a new president, a board chair, and uh, through talking 
marketing became a priority. And my my son Harper knew of Nicole and her firm and made a pretty powerful presentation about why marketing is a tool that can be used in a hundred different ways uh, uh, from from now, you know, on through eternity. And, you know, I can say that we applaud Nicole for the job she's done with working very closely with our president, Mike Smith, and my son, Harper. Hmm. I've seen a lot of bad um, social media, uh, what am I trying to say, like like maintenance or a lot of social media presences out there, of people just sort of like, you know, really grasping to like fill a space with content. And yeah, um, this, the Nicole and, and, and your firm, um, like is not one of those, like you've, like especially, I think it was the day that you posted a picture of all of those um, those stampers, like that little box of, of foil stamps um, mm. die that you that you stamp on pencils, and it was it's like, oh yes, like this is this is what the people want to see. This is fantastic. Yeah, thank you, and thank you. And uh, Johnny, I guess your your next question is a follow up to you know what what I was going to ask. So I, I guess we should let let you ask that. Yeah. So you guys, even since we wrote these questions, there are more different t-shirts and you have a new <laughs> logo. So like, I mean, this is really exciting. So I suppose you could, you know, you can tell us no, but if you would like to share some other new products that you have coming out eh? in the near eh? future or even long-term or um, <laughs> new directions, like more podcast spots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll share it, then Nicole can share. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's a tough correct question. And, and you know, uh, right now we're looking into some caps. Ooh. So mm. that, that's, that's, that's something that people like. And, and we, we, we have a U.S. supplier that's got a good quality cap, but they're somewhat expensive right at the, at the at this time, yeah, and, and and we'll we'll continue to 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 look at that. Uh, uh, you, you know, maybe maybe a canvas tote like like the little beanbag tote or something like that. But but of course, what what I really you know w- would like is is uh, we we are a pencil manufacturer, so. So, so I would like to have a special pencil selection about once every quarter, mm. and, and 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 that way we'll keep our name out there. Uh, we'll have some two or three other things for social media that people like to use and have along with their pencils, and but I. You know, I like to sell pencils. I, I love to sell t-shirts and caps, but but I love to see those pencils coming off that shape shaper line, the grooving line, the painting line, the printing line, and, and so that would be that would be my that would be my goal. And I we, we'll see what Nicole wants to do. <laughs> Hopefully, you like to sell pencils too, Nicole. <laughs> right. That is that is always a goal. I think um, you know the the shirts that are on the site are done like a, it's just on on demand printer, um, so that we could just give customers a different way to show love for the brand. You know, I think you guys have talked about on previous podcasts the test scoring pencil being an odd choice because it was so quirky, but that's exactly why we picked and, it. It's just kind of fun and weird, and like I, I vaguely. I think that's actually how I felt about the test scoring pencil the first time I saw it. Cause I was kind of new to the pencil industry. I was like, I'm vaguely familiar with this design <laughs> and I don't know why. And I, you know, I thought that was why it was fun to put on, a, on a shirt. Um, yeah. but those aren't necessarily, you know, generating a, a margin for us. I tried to keep right. the cost really as low as we could to not lose any money on that. Um, but you know, just give brands, a, a, sorry, fans a different way to engage with us. So that's where those came from. But yeah, I don't, you know, we're not necessarily going to do a, a ton of new stuff. Although those hats <laughs> would be pretty amazing. <laughs> I, um, 
So, so yeah. I, I love, I love a, that like, I'm a big fan of sampler packs. Um, I worked very briefly at, uh, Cal Cedar, um, back in 2011 when we started selling or when they started selling the California stationer, uh, California Republic stationer, like sample packs, which has kind of turned into a whole thing now. Um, and I, um, so I love sampler packs and like, even, you know, even, Separate from the hats and the T-shirts, I think it's amazing that you can now buy a little sample pack of um, Musgrave pencils. And if you do some sort of a quarterly thing, and I don't know if you would go like a subscription model, but I don't want to speak for Johnny, but I would 100% sign up for that subscription. That sounds really fun. Uh, I'm already sitting here looking on your website for it. Yeah. (laughs) Give me. Yeah. Um, you know, I can I can speak to some fun content that will be coming out in our social media in, in the next little bit, which was I got into um, Henry's collection of just old pencils. Um, mm. We photograph those really beautifully and working to kind of get that online and kind of part of our Instagram feed. So that's, you know, looking back, but it's just it's fun stuff. It's interesting and, you know, it's shot in a really modern way. And but it's these old pencils. So I'm really excited to start sharing some of that content yeah. um, in addition to the behind the scenes stuff that you're seeing um that really is kind of living on the site now and um and yeah. that's uh, yeah so i need to give credit to emily dorio that was the photographer that has done a lot of the behind the scenes stuff she worked with uh me and my husband is my work partner he's the cr- creative director behind everything and um so anyways, it's just, it's been fun to start to share that because who wouldn't want to see behind the scenes of the pencil factory? Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. After that, um, Oh, New York magazine. Um, I, I I'm losing yeah. my publications. The thing about general pencil with it, just, that was, yeah, that was New York times that magazine. Was, that's right. That's it. Yeah. 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 And, the, um, Amtrak magazine picked. Yeah. And I think that he, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was embedded with them for a while. So yeah. that his photo, from that article were over the course of a couple months. We didn't have that luxury of time, but we were really inspired by that piece, you know, yeah. to be totally honest when we were like, yeah, this is, this is what we want to work with Emily to capture. Definitely. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think the first sort of like inkling I had that Musgrave was going to be, you know, trying to do something new is when you came out with that collaboration with CW pencils, that black and white pencil. Um, yeah, the bugle. Yeah. The bugle that's in black and white. I have a, a bunch of those and I just, just love them yeah they're super they're so odd and like they're delightfully odd and i guess i guess if i were to like come up with a characteristic of how i think about some of the musgrave branded pencils uh and not all of them like i feel like the harvest and the tot and the choo-choo and some of those are like you know delightfully branded but they're not odd you know but like something like that is just just odd in such a fun fun way yeah yeah um so so you all have a much bigger and broader perspective of the pencil industry than we do. I think we speak mostly to enthusiasts and to people who are thinking like deep and hard about pencils, which, you know, I'm sure most of the world doesn't. Um, But like, you know, pencils have been threatened over the years by fountain pens and ballpoint pens, by tablets and stylus. Um, So (laughs) side note, I work at Adobe, which is maybe a company that has been trying to put pencils out of business. Um, but, but despite all that, the pencil is still a tool that's going strong. Um, what do you see as the future for the pencil industry in general? Um, do you think that Musgrave will still be making them in Tennessee a hundred years from now? Well, you know, I mean, I, I, I can see it now. <laughs> Musgrave celebrates 200 years, 1916 to 2116. <laughs> we had 500 to attend the 100. We'll need a bigger tent to accommodate a 1,000 people. Maybe besides our governor, our president might also attend. <laughs> Just put that on your calendar right now. I, if, I, if I'm still around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But seriously, woodcase pencils are made from a renewable resource and has always been a useful tool in the education market, plus, you know, it's an expensive advertising giveaway. Uh, You just hope that our grandkids, and I can speak about mine too, and their kids don't wear out 
their two thumbs with all <laughs> of glowing rectangles that they own every day because it usually takes three fingers to hold a pencil. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> that is the intro for the show right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, a lot of people will be listening to us talk about this on their glowing rectangles, <laughs> but for sure. Yeah. You're, you're right. You're, you're right. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. You're right. <laughs> so, um, if we could ask a personal question, do you write and draw, Mr. Hewlin? And if so, and I guess if not, what is your favorite thing that you do with pencils, like outside of work? Uh, well, either in work or outside of work, I use I use pencils 100 percent of the time. I, uh, uh, I I used to everything I write, I write with a pencil. Uh, uh, notes whatever uh, uh, they they're they they just of course they've always been a part of my life and and uh I've, I've got i've got i've got scads of them just here in the boardroom in my office in my home uh, uh you know you can't go in a room without being able to pick up several pencils so so they that's just that's that's my life, and and I, I I love being around them. I I love what they have meant uh, to me and my family and our employees. And it's a fun item, it really is. Yeah, excellent. So I think that about wraps up our questions. But um, you know, we're not out of time. Is there anything that either of you would like to still talk about? Uh no. <laughs> you, you, you're the ideal woman. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, all the, all the stuff that we're doing wouldn't be possible without Mike, the president of the company, has been really supportive. I've had a direct line to him and been able to really get things going quickly. I think, you know, we've been working together for six months now, and we've gotten a lot accomplished in six months. I mean, I think... Anybody that's worked at an agency, it's for, for me, I run kind of a lean ship. So it's my husband and I, and then we hire contractors to kind of fill in uh, expertise roles versus employing a big staff. So, I mean, to have a new website and all this new Instagram content in six months, we've been really, really going fast. So, you know, that's a big thanks to Mike and a big thanks to Henry and a big thanks to Harper, who's been a big champion of um, helping create change. And that's been really fun to work on with this client because they've, they don't second guess us creatively. You know, if I, when I presented logos, they all just looked at the table and were like that one. And I was like, <laughs> that's great. Yes, that's amazing. Thank yeah. you. I agree. You know, that's I, the one I like too. I've done creative these like endless rounds of changes, you know, or you're like, why are they asking me to, you know, what, you know, it's just been awesome that there's been trust and excitement and that's been great. I've done client creative work and yeah that's a that that is for sure like a a rarity among clients um actually actually that that like provokes a question i have um for both of you but maybe maybe more for you nicole um so you have had like you know a lot of success um you know with your instagram presence with your website and you know so much of it is because of your creative creativity and kind of ingenuity there but also have you have you noticed a difference in the market in the world about like you know i guess this podcast is kind of a is representative of that like are people are people hungry to like consume pencil content yeah yeah i think i did not know really that this whole world of pencil enthusiasts existed before i started (laughs) working on it and um you know, my husband being the creative director, I'm like, there are people who feel about pencils, how you feel about fonts, honey. Like, you know, it's just funny. Everybody has their thing that they love, you know? And, um, so it's been fun to kind of uncover this community of people who totally just love it. And, you know, there's a few fans who started like commenting on everything and it's like, so positive. And so that's been really fun. Um, but we have to, you know, for us strategically, we have to balance between creating, uh, content that builds the brand to 
some of those more bulk buyers, which Westgrave yeah. is, is known for having those relationships. And then the person that might buy a one-off pencil. So I'm tr we're trying to make sure that we walk that line of appealing to both and doing that in a really smart way that helps establish Musgrave. And, you know, too, it's like, I'm not, I, I I'm not creating something that wasn't there. Musgrave yeah. has a hundred year old history. And it was like, it felt like a treasure box that I got to unpack. And so cool. really, I feel like the reason it's been good and fun and interesting is because this company is good and fun and interesting and the people are so kind and they love what they do and they love their product and it's been fun to shine a light on it. So I don't necessarily think it's my, my creative genius, you know, <laughs> I think if anything, it's just help getting to be the, the medium or something in that instant. There, there is an authenticity or like, you know, a realness or, or, or something from, from Musgrave. Like I, I love, you know, I have so many Palomino black wings and, you know, I love all the people there and I love the product, but they are often trying to be very like, you know, very sly and very sleek and like, um, sort of this, this like, you know, brand for, you know, <laughs> super expensive pencils, right? Like, and, and yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they want to position themselves as a luxury brand. Yeah. And I, yeah. one, one thing I like about Musgrave is you're not trying to position yourself as a luxury brand. Like it's, it's, this is, this is your everyday pencil. This is something you're, you're using every day and they're inexpensive. Yep. But that, that's how a pencil should be, right? Like you shouldn't necessarily yep. be paying $30. The average person shouldn't be paying $30 for a dozen pencils. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know, you kind of think, I think about it like cars, so, you know, it's like there's BMWs and Mercedes, but like a Camry is a great car <laughs> oh, yeah. and people yeah. love it and it is not going to break down on you and it's awesome and it just keeps getting better. And, you know, and, and I kind of think about Musgrave in that way of just being like, yeah, let's make affordable, really great pencils that people love. Um, cause there's a lot of school kids out there. I mean, it, you know, in, in some of the comments that I would read on, on Amazon about some of the import pencils were like, I'm a foster parent and I give these out to my kids and, mm. you know, I wish they had really stayed together better because it's better than giving them candy. And, you know, it's like, wow, you know, these are used for, for kids and we need to really make these affordable and great and easy to use and, and be thinking about yeah. that generation of kids that need to learn and, you know, prizes other than handing them candy. Yeah. yeah. I'm, so, giving yeah. Out, I'm giving out pencils this Halloween. <laughs> so every year um, I do a, um, a workshop about um, like digital interface writing at a tech conference. And um, every, we talk a lot about like, you know, the voice and the tone of a, of a digital product of a website of a app or what, what have you. And every year I um, get uh, custom pencils from CW pencils um, to hand out to participants so they can take notes with it. And they're, of course they're Musgrave pencils. Um, but, but also it's, it's so memorable. People hold on to that. And like, you know, a year, two years later, I've gotten tweets from, from people who have been in that workshop and they're like, Oh, I'm picking up that voice and tone pencil that you, that you made me today. So yeah, they're such oh, a great awesome. way to still stick around. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny, My I hear kindergartner took a bunch of Musgrave with him oh, cool. to school. Yeah. Yeah. He's obsessed with the choo choo. I mean, who isn't? He's really obsessed with the choo choo. I'm, I'm ready for that to be a t shirt, uh, Nicole, just, just so yes. you know. Okay. Yeah. I'll put it on Tim's okay. to do list. That's part of the dynamic of being married to your creative partner. Like, hey, I'm hey. To do for the poor guy. Johnny. I know when you, I, I listened to your podcast last week and you were talking about our five new shirts and I was like, yeah. And then you were like, I wish they would do a news one. And I was like, you guys, you're moving the goalposts on me every time. Ooh, a news one. I didn't even think of that. No, that's the one that I want. Yeah, so you guys I, need a black one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to add it to the honeydew list. Can, can you just go ahead and make everything a t-shirt? Um. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you sold a variety pack of t-shirts, I would buy it. That would be my wardrobe <laughs> for a summer. I'm like, not kidding. <laughs> Johnny, do you have a confession you want to make here on air? A confession? Yeah. About like the test scoring 100 pencil? Oh, uh, yeah. While we were talking, I just ordered a bunch of test scoring 100s from CW Pencils. <laughs> and um, every time I order from them, I order a few extra Harvest number ones because I'm afraid they're going to go away one day. And I really, really like that pencil. So I did one of those like really small orders. But yeah. Here it comes. I'm excited. <laughs> we hope they don't go away. Yeah. <laughs> We're not planning on yeah. them going away. Oh, good. 
this this pencil is like almost perfect. I love you, this pencil so much. You heard it here first, folks. Like if it if it ever goes away, we have audio to prove that. <laughs> <laughs> Got, gotcha journalism right here. Yeah, I mean, I would drive to Tennessee to get more of these if I had to. <laughs> well, you're welcome to come. Oh man, we we need to do that. We need to make a road trip. I I mean, yeah, I have I have friends in Nashville, and I actually a a good friend of mine actually he just moved to Texas. He taught in the Shelbyville school system for a while. Yeah. Um, oh, it's yeah. So um, yeah. So I think we probably can wrap it up. Um, it's been a lot of fun talking, and and thank you, uh, thank you both, Nicole, for like making the trip the trip down to Shelbyville to put this together and thank you Mr. Hewlin for for talking to us this has been so much fun it's been amazing thank you very much it has it has been it's been fun and I've enjoyed it and and uh just just keep watching for a post every now and then we're not going to overdo it but <laughs> but we're going we they they'll they'll continue to come excellent so speaking of your social media and your new website, which used to be a pencils.net, but is no longer a pencils.net, can you tell folks where they can find you on the internet? Well, yeah, uh, musgravepencil.com. And then the Instagram is at musgravepencil. Pencils.net is still up and you can uh, go from there to the new site as well. It goes back and forth. There's some, there's some wholesale stuff for the school districts on there. Excellent. Still working hard. Yeah. yeah. And Nicole, I know we didn't um, talk about this in depth, and and if we don't do it, I can totally just cut it out. But um, uh, you should all uh, listening to this episode uh, go follow their social media accounts for a possible giveaway in the near future related to this episode. Many, many, many thanks to Musgrave and Mr. Hewlin and Nicole for making this happen. This was so awesome. Yeah. And now that we know where to find our guests, where can we find you, Wendy? Uh, I am at woodclinch.com or andy.coffee, um, or you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as at a Wellfley. How about you, Johnny? I am at johnny.greentea. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm at <laughs> johnny.whiskey. You know, you can, buy a, you can buy a whiskey, a dot whiskey domain name. I should name it johnny.water for the thing I should drink more of. <laughs> Johnny Water. Um <laughs> new product <laughs> so i am johnny and i can you can find me at pencilrevolution.com and on social media at pencilution thanks again to our sponsor in defense of paper making high quality notebooks sourced and manufactured in the united states once again visit indefensivepaper.com slash erasable to check out the notebooks and the really cool logo and use the coupon code erasable to save five dollars off your purchase we are the erasable podcast you can find this episode, which is episode 106, at erasable.us slash 106. You can find our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash erasable. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash erasable podcast. And we're on Twitter and Instagram at erasable podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in 107. The intro music for the Erasable Podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com.